I just got back from my lake house in northern Montana where I spent the summer with my family and check it out. I didn't work for three months straight. I've never taken that much time off work at once in my entire adult life. On this video, I'm gonna share with you why this was so hard and what I learned and be sure to stay to the end of this video where I explain the exact process I followed to get my business on autopilot so you can do the same. And in case you don't know, we have 10 kids, so as you can imagine, there is never a dull moment. As a family, we spent the summer swimming, boating, tubing, wakeboarding, fishing, camping, hiking, shooting guns, and exploring Glacier National Park. We made so many unforgettable memories, but as odd as this may sound, not working for three months was really hard. Like I said, I've never taken that much time away from work, and to be honest, I had a lot of anxiety about it, not only because I love what I do and I'm really good at it, so it doesn't really feel like work, but also because after nearly 20 years of being a full-time real estate investor and entrepreneur, I've created a lot of habits around working all the time. I've never really had an off switch, so it was a challenge not working all summer. Have you ever taken that much time off work? Do you think it would be hard for you? Leave a comment and let me know. As an entrepreneur, I've conditioned myself to always build my businesses. Doing deals, coaching my students, and creating content has become a way of being for me. So grinding is hardwired, and that's how most successful entrepreneurs operate. I was recently talking to a close friend who is a very successful real estate investor, and I asked him, when is enough enough? When will you have enough money to stop working and get out of the game? Now his answer was, the day that I die. And I get it, I can relate. It's not about the money so much, the money is just the measuring stick. It's the passion for what he does that drives him to continually create more. In my experience, most successful entrepreneurs share three distinct characteristics. First is a strong need for significance, a desire to make a difference in the world, to have an impact in a big way. The second trait of successful entrepreneurs is a fear of insignificance. Most have a deep-seated insecurity that their life won't matter. They're afraid of not being good enough. And the third trait successful entrepreneurs have is an intense drive, a willingness to pay the price to reach their goals no matter how long or how hard it is. This is often called impulse control. They know what they want and they stay focused on it and they don't give up. Now for me personally, I feel like God put me on this earth to impact a lot of people. Not a small impact, but a huge impact. That gets me out of bed every morning. The problem is being successful in business doesn't necessarily equate to a happy and fulfilling life. Many entrepreneurs attach their self-worth to their accomplishments or lack of accomplishments, and as a result, neglect other important areas of their lives, such as their health, spirituality, and relationships. And I've been guilty of that at times, but I'm coming to learn that a truly meaningful and fulfilling life can only come from developing into a solid person in all areas of life, not just business and finance. Having balance is something I work at constantly. And since I didn't work all summer, I had time to really reflect on my life. Every morning I sat out on my deck overlooking the lake watching the sunrise. And this is the most spectacular view. And while meditating, I would intentionally practice feeling gratitude for my life and the blessings God has given me. Now, if you want more in your life, first be grateful for what you already have. I encourage you to do the 30-day gratitude challenge. For the next 30 days, every day write down as many things as you can think of 
that you are grateful for. As you come to appreciate what you already have, you'll find a greater capacity to receive more abundance in your life. Now, taking time off work also gave me a chance to reflect on the direction of my life. I took the time to ask soul-searching questions like, am I living my best life? Not how much money can I make, not how big can I grow my business, but rather, am I intentionally creating my ideal life? How do I authentically live my best life? Now, I still don't know how to exactly answer that question, but that's not the point. It's not if you are or you aren't, but that you're striving to figure it out every day. Asking the question helps you get clarity. Asking the question helps you define what your best life even looks like so that you can make decisions that will lead you in that direction. I truly believe living your genius is to live in your integrity, to be true to yourself, to know what you stand for and then do it. So where do you start? Well, I don't think you can create your dream life without achieving financial security. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, is with real estate. Real estate allowed me to become a self-made multimillionaire and it can do the same for you. By the way, if you're just getting started in real estate, be sure to get my quick start kit, which has everything you need to help you get your first deal in the next 30 days. To get that for free, just go to myquickstartkit.com. If like me, real estate is the vehicle to get you there, then you have to get started and you have to understand that you're building a business and it's a process. I believe there are four phases or seasons of a business. Season one is the startup phase. You are a one person show. You are the CEO and the janitor. This is where you put your nose to the grindstone and you hustle day and night to get the business going. Phase two is where you start to delegate. Maybe you bring on your first hire. You start to work on implementing systems and processes. This phase is usually still a grind because you make a ton of mistakes. And this is where many small business owners get stuck. Rather than developing to phase three, they continue to grind because that's what feels comfortable. For those that do progress, phase three is where you really start to dial in your systems and your processes and you start to get the right people on your team. This is where you transition from self-employed to a legit business. And stage three is as far as most entrepreneurs make it because they don't want to give up control. There's too much ego involved. But some make it to stage four. Stage four is where you achieve a true lifestyle business. It's where you live in your genius. This is where you replace yourself from the daily operations and the business fires on all cylinders. It's where you mostly work on high-level activities that you are really good at that you enjoy doing. Now, transitioning from phase one to phase four is not easy and it doesn't happen overnight, but it can happen. It takes a conscious, concerted effort sustained over time and it looks different, I'm sure, for everyone. But for me, after 20 years in business, I'm just now transitioning into phase four just over the past few years. And I'm glad you stayed this far in the video because here's what I did to go from phase one to phase four. This may not work for you, but here's how I did it. I sat down and I made a detailed list of all of the functions of my businesses, everything it takes to successfully run the business. Then I made two columns next to each item on the list. In the first column, I put a check next to the items that only I could do, and I put an X next to the items that feasibly anyone could do. Then in the second column, I put a check next to all the items that I love to do, and an X next to the items I hate to do. Then I aligned the two columns. All the things that only I can do and love to do is where I started to focus my time, energy, and effort, and everything else I started delegating 
starting with the things I didn't need to do and hated doing. Now that was a very simplified explanation, but my point is I worked to create a lifestyle business and today I mostly just work on the things only I can do and love to do. Now back to my time off from work and what happened. Since the success of my business doesn't depend on my daily involvement, my team handled everything and my deals and businesses continued as normal. In fact, July was one of my best months this year financially. This was a powerful proof of concept that I can take long periods of time away from work and my businesses can still succeed without me. Now, taking so much time off work strengthened my relationship with my wife and kids as we spent so much quality time together. I realized how much I don't want to miss out on their lives. Overall, taking three months off from work gave me a chance to really redefine success for me. It gave me a chance to create a vision and a roadmap of what my best life looks like. So what about you? What did God put you on this earth to do? What impact do you want to have? Are you using the gifts he gave you? Were you meant to play life small or play life big? I think about it this way. We're dead a whole lot longer than we're alive, so we better make it count. More than anything, I want to encourage you to stop playing small. There are eight things we get when we play small. We get to stay in our comfort zone instead of growing. We get to pretend that one day we'll finally start working on our goals and dreams. We get to avoid criticism from trolls. We get to believe those who never believed in us. We get to keep our hopes low and avoid disappointment. We get to blame other people when things don't work out. We get to avoid doing the work that really matters. And we get to feel stuck and unlucky instead of empowered, excited, and free. Now, what can you do right now to take your life and business to the next level? Ask yourself, what's holding me back? What would it take to finally get started? How can I stop playing small and start playing big? What does living my best life look like? Leave a comment below and share with me your biggest takeaways from this video and your biggest action item that you're going to do right now. And finally, I want you to watch this next video where I share five weird yet powerful things I did to become a multimillionaire. I promise it's nothing you've ever heard before. So watch that now and remember, it's not about the money, it's about having the time and freedom to have, be, do, and give everything God has in store for you. That's what it's really all about and I'll see you on the next video.